0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast. And this is our review of Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1, titled Winterfell.
1: Perhaps I can give you justice in the name of our king.
2: Hello, everyone,
0: and welcome to an episode of Next Best Series. I am Matt Neglia, the host of the Next Best Picture podcast. But today, deep breath, everyone. It has been 595 days since Season 7, Episode 7 of Game of Thrones lots of things have happened since then at next best picture and with next best series we have a much more expanded team and we are going to today go over season 8 episode 1 game of thrones titled winterfell here to help me do it i have you might remember him from our last recaps will mavity (coughs) Wow. <coughs> also, you could probably hear <laughs> them in the background. I also have Celia Shalekway.
2: Hey,
1: folks.
0: And Dan Bayer.
2: Good evening, everybody. All
0: right. So we are one episode down in this six-episode season. We had another podcast a few days ago where we previewed season eight but now we have seen the first episode we know exactly what happens in the fallout of season seven episode seven what we are going to do is we're going to give general thoughts on the episode afterwards we will do a scene by scene recap and then at the end of the podcast we'll give a final grade and i will ask a couple of other questions such as any favorite moments lines mvp of the episode etc so First, let's just start off actually with the returning Will Mavity. Will, overall, general thoughts about the season premiere of episode eight titled "Winterfell."
1: I'd say it's a decent premiere, you know. It it has to be slow, I guess, to put the pieces in order. Um, we'll go deeper later. I do have some qualms with this episode, but it is, you know, I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I didn't love a decent amount of season seven, and this has made me guardedly optimistic.
0: Okay. All right. Celia? Uh, I, as well, am feeling pretty good about the season going forward. I think it did a pretty good job setting up at least the major threads that need to be kind of tied up by the end of the season. And, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes.
1: I have no idea how they're going to wrap it up in five more episodes, but we'll see.
2: And Dan Bayer. I, you know, I was... Pretty happy with it as it was obviously always going to be a table setting episode, but as much as it can be, I thought it was a really good one. It was funnier than I was expecting, mm-hmm. um, and still had some moments of shock in it. And I, I'm Game of Thrones is back, and I'm really fucking happy about it.
0: Yeah, Game of Thrones is back and I'm really fucking happy about it. Might be my new tagline for 2019 (laughs) in a nutshell because that's all I have been able to think about since... Game of Thrones went off the air. Since Game of Thrones has come on the air, it's literally all I think about 24-7, along with movies and Oscars, of course. But Game of Thrones has very much defined my 20s. It's very much a part of who I am. And it's something that, you know, in reading a lot of articles leading up to this final season about how the end of Game of Thrones and with Avengers Endgame coming out, it feels like a piece of pop culture is ending. Like, Game of Thrones, for all we know, could be the last communal viewing experience for television before streaming finally takes over. And I think that there is something to be said with that, that this is the kind of show that needs to be seen on time, on the day that it airs. Otherwise, you're not in the know. You're not caught up in it like the rest of the world is. You're not enjoying that social media flare-up of all these brand memes that pop up after an episode, (laughs) you know? So... I, I, You know, Game of Thrones is very, very special to me, and I've obviously not – I've not hidden that from the listeners from our other podcasts before. So ultimately, what did I think of this premiere? I thought it was pretty good, all things considered. Um, I saw it actually at the world premiere in New York City uh, a few days before its airing on Sunday. You
2: lucky bastard.
0: I I can basically like kind of – say for the record that I you know while I wasn't allowed to give any story details or anything my first viewing of it actually was kind of jarring and I didn't know how I felt about it initially Uh, second viewing on Sunday though has confirmed some things and also too has made me rethink a couple of others Um, overall I didn't love it I'm in the like it territory and I definitely have some reservations and qualms as well which we're going to get into now so directed by David Nutter written by Dave Hill this is Winterfell. First opening scene. Well, actually, wait a minute. Before we get, even get to the first opening scene, we have new credits. <laughs> oh we have a whole new intro.
2: God.
0: So what did you all think of the new intro? Let's start there, actually.
2: I was fucking blown away. <laughs> I I just, like, I was very into the winter is here color scheme, but more than that, it was... it felt new in mm-hmm. like everything about it not just the color scheme but like there were completely new visual elements to these places that we have you know come to really know at, at the very least in the in the world of the opening credits um over the past seven eight years and this felt like we we're really seeing them for the first time. And it kind of brought back some of that season one magic a little where you're like, Oh my God, it's a new place, you know, that's coming up this week. And <laughs> um, I really, I really loved, especially when they went into the throne room, um, Dinah King's landing and built mm-hmm. um, the iron throne. That was really spectacular. Um, I, it, 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 and more than anything, Anything else in the lead up to this episode? That is what made me excited.
1: I mean, seconded. Like, I was so excited to see something new. It, you know, for budgetary reasons, I've understand understood why some seasons they kind of keep it stagnant even after we've ditched a place. Um, and admittedly, you know, maybe I wish they had put some of the money towards, say, bringing Ghost. Uh, into the equation. Five more episodes left. Five more episodes left. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was cool and it was refreshing.
0: Yeah. my I, I particularly liked the army formations that they did where you can actually see that the Night's King army is coming through the wall and going to, towards Last half. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that they actually do more of that throughout the season. And from what I understand in an interview that was given recently, they are going to uh, be making changes. I think with each episode, maybe not, but definitely more changes are to come in terms of showing battle formations. Oh, that's... And, oh wow. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe some new locations that we're not aware of. For all we know, the swooping camera and everything else that they did could change from episode to episode.
1: Well, I wonder if the, uh, the finale will even, since we all assume it's going to be at King's Landing probably, I wonder if the finale will just be... All of King's Landing, Mm. you know, they've started going into tunnels and stuff. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Well, first things
0: first, before we get over to King's Landing, let's start off in Winterfell, which is the title of the episode. We see Danny's procession uh, marching through towards the uh, towards the castle, much like Robert Baratheon did in season one, episode one. We see Arya as she sees Jon for the first time since season one. She sees Danny for the first time ever. She sees the Hound since season four, Gendry since season three. So we're getting all these reactions from Arya. We get uh, the opening line of the season, which is Tyrion making a eunuch joke to Varys, which is very typical of later seasons Tyrion. As he talks about how in the uh, in the north, uh, his balls won't ha- be freezing off, essentially. And he doesn't have to worry about that because, you know, he has none. And when he gets asked, <laughs> why does he always make eunuch jokes, but yet he takes offense to dwarf jokes, his only reply is, because I have balls and you don't. <laughs> so then the dragons uh, basically fly overhead. Everyone is scared, but Arya, Jon, and Bran have a nice little reunion John kisses him on the head and you know comments on the fact that he's pretty much a man now and Brand weirds out John like he does everybody else by saying almost. Uh, Danny tries to be nice to Sansa, but she only receives uh, Sasa as I'm gonna call it throughout this episode. <laughs> And then Brand just pretty much cuts right to the chase and you know, like like Brand does. I'm telling you, Brand had so many awesome moments in this episode and some of them were intentionally hilarious and some of them unintentionally hilarious. This is one of those unintentional ones where it's like meet and greet, meet and greet, and brand's all like we don't have time for any of this. The night king is coming. He's going to murder and kill all of us if we don't do something. God!
1: Like it's been five minutes.
0: <laughs> and
1: then, and then he proceeds to sit there, and everyone proceeds to sit there for an hour yeah. after that.
0: <laughs> well, that's the end of the opening scene. So let's uh, go around here. What did we all think of this opening, and what did we think of how it sets the stage for the season to come?
2: I mean, the callback to season one right mm-hmm. that's what i got most out of it and i got i got that out of a lot of the episode actually um you know not to skip forward but the, the beginning and ending are like mirror images of the first of the premiere episode it's and uh, that was what i was most like struck by and that, that we're really like we're really going back to the beginning to see how everything has changed and that is like a really good way to set up the final season of this show.
0: I'm not going to skip ahead either, but I am going to just throw this out there because Dan, I think what you just said was something that's very important. If we're going back in order to tell the present, does that mean that there's a certain character in the show that might have to go back in time to impact the present? I, I you, you know, speaking of
1: puns, I liked how Arya is no one in the crowd when yes. you know, like John and Gendry and everyone don't notice her. So she's uh, she's truly no one. She's truly no one, both good and bad.
0: Mm. I really wish that we like knew why Arya is not actually at Winterfell and she's kind of just in this random. Town area. Yeah. Did she just run when she heard they were coming? It was like I want to get closer. Probably. I want to get closer.
2: <laughs> I mean, she's Arya. That's probably what she did. But it
0: does call back then when Danny enters the courtyard, and in season one, when uh, they're wondering where's Arya, same thing. Arya's not there, and she's lurking about.
1: <laughs> why did uh, one thing that did bother me about this intro? Why did Danny not seem to care when they mention, "Oh, the Night King has resuscitated one of your dragons." That's how it got through the wall um her her look on her face was was of concern i thought but That's also like baby it's,
2: but it's bran and she doesn't know who this kid is <laughs> there's no proof that there's no reason for her to believe him
0: if they really point. wanted to make this episode hysterical bran could have done his whole like harbinger of death thing and then they could have just had danny cut him off and be like sorry who were you again
2: <laughs> that would have been a little too much with i
0: know i <laughs> But it does seem like in many ways, like the show kind of, especially this episode, I I get that this episode is like the calm before the storm. So this is kind of our opportunity to really have those character beats, have those reunions and those nice feel good light moments. And yet, uh, whoever said it before, I think it was Dan, there was a lot of unexpected humor in the first episode that... Game of Thrones, I think, has started to become a little bit more uh, pandering in terms of its humor. It starts to cater mm-hmm. more towards the uh, the fans and give more fan y moments. I don't know if they're doing it just for the memes, but my god, the memes are incredible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of the qualms I mentioned I was going to have about this episode that we see throughout is almost every exchange is just building up to – a one-liner and, and sometimes including a reunion we'll discuss in a few minutes it feels like their desire to do that especially when the joke isn't particularly funny undercuts what should have been a really emotional moment and that combined with the fact that they do all seem to believe that the dead are marching. So, like, it's not that they don't believe it anymore. Everybody just seems a little too easygoing and chill and lacking in any sense of urgency other than Sansa throughout this episode. And that that does seem a little weird to me. Would we all agree with that? I mean, e- I think yeah. I think Sansa's the best. I think she's the best. Mm-hmm. I will defend her, especially after, like, everybody kind of hating her in season six and seven, but, um, she's the only one making any sense right now.
0: Yeah. Where I, where I really didn't like how she challenged John a lot in season seven, especially publicly in front of the Northern Lords here. I think with Daenerys, she's well within her right to be suspicious of this foreign ruler who is coming in with her two dragons. And quite honestly, not the best track record in terms of, uh, honor and like in the same way like John is. I mean, she has executed people uh, when there was an alternative solution, as we'll get into uh, a little later. So... There's something to be said for uh, how Sansa perceives Daenerys uh, throughout this episode and probably throughout episodes to come. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of Game of Thrones Season 8 Episode 1 titled Winterfell here on the Next Best Series podcast. In order to get the full review of the episode, you will have to head on over to our Patreon page at Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this review and along with the other five episodes in Season 8 of Game of Thrones in their entire when they are released here on NextBestPicture.com You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneInPlayRFM, Acast, CastBox, and on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate any feedback and support that you can offer us. Thank you once again for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next
1: time give you back your homes, or restore your dead to life. But perhaps I can give you justice in the name of our king.
2: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.